This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing, wait, you've never seen Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. (laughs) So, we previously discussed the first Terminator in episode 11, and the second Terminator, Judgment Day, which was not actually Judgment Day. It's very confusing. Um, In episode 29. So the reason... We wanted to watch this movie now is because the newest Terminator installment, Dark Fate, comes out shortly after this episode airs. And this will air in October. It comes out in November. So having said that, I just have a couple of trigger warnings. Mm -hmm. So is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator required to perform self-surgery in every Terminator movie? That's Well, I mean, did he perform self-surgery? I mean, he did. Well, like, okay, yeah, because he opened up his chest. Yeah, that I would define that as self-surgery, yes. I mean, he's getting rid of an old battery that's less, you know. Yeah. Less invasive of a surgery as like the brain surgery that he had in Terminator Two. <laughs> true, that's true. We have to rem- constantly remind people that Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a human being. He is actually a robot. Yes. Underneath, so anytime we get to exploit that, let's go ahead and do that. Gotcha. And then the only other thing I had is um, kidnapping because uh, Claire Danes gets kidnapped. Even though it was for her own safety, mm-hmm. she didn't know that. No. All she knew was she was getting kidnapped. Yes. So. <clears throat> My goodness. Well, so what three things did you expect from this movie? Okay, even though, I don't know why I put this, because I knew Judgment Day didn't happen in the last movie, so... I, my first thing, for some reason, is it's set after Judgment Day when Skynet starts to take over. My second mm. thing is Sarah Connor is still alive. Yeah, that's a bummer that they killed her. And meets up with yet another Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. And lastly, there will only be a ragtag group of survivors. Mm. They later do... Apocalyptic Terminator movies. I was going to ask if I need to see the other two Terminators before I mean, we go see Dark Fate. I did not like the uh, the one with Chatting Chatham Tatum Ch- Ch- Channing Tatum. That guy. Of Magic Mike fame. I think it's the guy. I don't know. I've never seen. There's some dude bro Terminator. who like who's in that one. Anyway, I don't believe it's super super dupes necessary. Well, especially since Linda Hamilton is apparently alive in the Terminator movie that's coming out. Clearly at this point, 
in Terminator 3, she's dead, which I have some stuff to say about, but we're not to that point yet. Whoa, we're getting, whoa, whoa, whoa. Getting way ahead of ourselves. So, did you expect to like this or not? I did expect to like it, but maybe not as much as I like Terminator 2. I really like Terminator 2. It's a fine movie. Um, so I gave it three and a half stars to start out with. Very hopeful. Sure. So what is your one sentence IMDB summary? Sarah Connor struggles to raise her son John as Skynet sends an army of machines to hunt them down. I mean, you're not so off. So the actual IMDB rating for this. So Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines 2003, rated R, 109 minutes, action sci-fi. A cybernetic warrior from the post-apocalyptic future travels back in time to protect a 25-year-old drifter and his future wife from a most advanced robotic assassin and to ensure they both survive a nuclear attack. Okay, out of everything you just said, the thing I have the most questions about is he's supposed to be 25 in this movie. We've talked about <laughs> in previous episodes like the mystery surrounding John's age. <laughs> John's age is really weird. Because okay, How can he be so 25? The, the last movie was set in 95 because 97 was supposed to be Judgment Day, right? Right. So in 95 he was supposed to be like 13ish. Right. So by 2003, he would only be 21-ish. Yeah. So clearly they just got another actor who looked... I, I have a lot of questions. You have a time machine. Use it. <laughs> like, you could make anyone any ridiculous age you'd like. That's true. That's but, like, true. have it make sense. At least establish... Although it came out in 2003, tell me that it's 2008 or whatever. Right. Come on. So, Skynet did take, in terms of my expectations. Yes. Skynet did take over, um, but not like, like the big takeover didn't happen until the end. Um, right. Sarah Connor is not in this movie, and I'm mad about it. I can't believe I sat through a Terminator movie with no Sarah Connor, no Linda Hamilton, I feel robbed. And I I think, you know what? I think the Terminator yes. people yes. knew that we were going to watch this th watch this movie right now. So to assuage my anger, mm. they, they themselves could see into the future and decided to make this new Terminator with Linda Hamilton shortly after this episode is supposed to come out. Are you, are you implying that they have a time machine? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Clearly, they uh, have access to that technology. Why else would they make a movie about it? Wow. And they feared the um, they feared my wrath. <laughs> so, yeah. I believe you. That um, sounds very reasonable. There was no real ragtag group of survivors. Like, it was just sort of a small team of like Arnold's Terminator Claire Danes Catherine is her name yeah. um, and John Yeah. I'm sure at the end of this movie once 
you know, the machines have taken everyone down, then there will be a ragtag group of survivors. But I didn't really get that feeling from this movie particularly. Well, you see him on the on that communication, you know, that communication device from like 1948. Right. In the bunker, and he's they're making they're making contact with you know you could you know you could assume would be his lieutenants and right. captains and what you know right. you could see that's the beginning of him. But we're getting again way way ahead of ourselves. It was it was funnier than I thought it would be because <laughs> Terminator Two wasn't really that funny. Terminator One was funny but for the wrong reasons right there (laughs) so i feel like this one really tried to balance between the first two movies in terms of action and humor like which sometimes worked but sometimes didn't um yeah arnold's like a he's a funny guy (laughs) he he's he's real natural with comedy which you wouldn't think (laughs) it and he's not just funny because he's this great big man you know right like there's only your physicality is only going to take you take humor so far and then you actually have to be you know in some way clever which i believe he is now there are some problem oh i was guess i was just gonna give my star rating after oh Go ahead. Um, I just decided to keep it the same at three and a half because even I, even with your anger, even with my anger, because I greed of anger. Well, because <laughs> I do like Claire Danes. Okay. Um, she was great in this. Yeah, she really was, and um, I did like the story and how we eventually got to this like. Judgment Day was just delayed, and now is the rise of the machines. I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha. I gotcha. This makes sense now in the Terminator universe that you have set up for us, despite the fact that you secretly killed Linda Hamilton, despite that. Okay, the writer killed her. Like, nobody actually killed her. She's dead in the movie, isn't she? It's true. So, this brings us to a point where you're screwing up the mythology of Terminator. Not you. I'm looking at you, Virginia. Not you. But when you say... I think the first spoken words, or maybe it's just John... The first words John says is, you know, the whole no fate but what you make. The Mm -hmm. whole little, you know, poem or whatever that Sarah... Sarah recites in Terminator 2. You know, no fate but you, but what you make. We can change the future, blah, blah, blah. And then in the end, it's like, no, Judgment Day was always was always inevitable. This was definitely going to happen. Forget about you making your fate. Fate is fate. F you. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. But was, was his fate, was their fate to prevent Judgment Day... Or was it still to see through the resistance once Judgment Day occurred? Maybe they just misunderstand what their fate really is. But and it's almost fate. The fate that you make is not fate at all. It's, you know, you're... It's sort of... We don't need to get into a whole, like, <laughs> philosophical debate. <laughs> 
<laughs> but because I'm going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only the what the, what we're talking about here is the difference between uh, free will and mm-hmm. you know predetermined you know. Um, predestination. Pre- thank you, predestination. So there's no. It's only fate with predestination. Like everything that's going to happen to you has already been laid out. You're just sort of playing through a movie that only has one outcome. Mm-hmm. There's definitely going to be Judgment Day. And then mm-hmm. free will is, well, no, if I see that Judgment Day is coming, I can go ahead and adjust some things. I can make some changes and change and change fate. Mm-hmm. But this Terminator 3 has has moved us moved the needle way over into uh predetermined what's the word predestination predestination um yeah i don't know i just feel like they may they may think they're in control of what happens to them but by their very actions they may be fulfilling the fate that they don't even believe in you know right like if you can if you're in a time loop and, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, well, maybe I should turn left here instead of turning right because I'm choosing to go left. Well, maybe that was by by going left, you're instigating Judgment Day when if you would have gone right, you wouldn't have. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Free will is always really tricky because it's a debate that I actually... I, I hate, I hate it because, well, like most debates, you could, I could argue it from either side and never really learn anything and never really figure out exactly which I believe more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because um, I like the idea of there being like an infinite number of things that could possibly happen. And maybe there's even infinite universes, universes? Mm-hmm. Universi. The, the metaverse, <laughs> where like any one little choice that would branch off into a whole different, you know, outcome. There's all, you know, an infinite number of universes where all these little things are going on at once. I think that's, that's kind of, that's interesting and wonderful. But yeah, sometimes it just seems like we're just going one way. Mm-hmm. And looking back, it doesn't seem like it could be any other way. Right. Anyway. So, I have kind of a particular question. Yes. Has anyone ever put keys in the visor of their car? (laughs) Has anyone actually ever done that? Or is that just a movie thing? Like, I have never gotten into a car and reached up to see if the keys were in the visor. So let me ask you a question. I will answer your question with a question. Yes. So in like an urban or suburban world, you always lock your car. You don't you don't take a chance just because you don't want, you know, a, a drifter taking a nap in your back seat. Forget about it. I mean, obviously you don't want to get it stolen, but you don't want anything bad to happen to your, you know, your your car. Uh-huh. So you always lock it up. But isn't there, like, a, a mentality in the country in a more rural setting where it's like, 
why would I bother locking my truck? I'm just going to have to open it tomorrow, and no one's anywhere near here or even knows that this truck is here, so I'm just going to leave my keys in the visor. Yeah, in in the country, mm-hmm. of which I was a part of, um, like, my mom never locks her car, ever. They, they, my parents live so far out in the country, they don't even lock their doors. The only time they locked the house doors was when the... Um, the uh, Texas Seven escaped from a nearby prison. Oh my gosh! And um, so yeah, they locked the doors then because they weren't sure exactly what direction they were headed, and we were like twenty miles from there as the crow flies, mm-hmm. as the felon runs, I guess. <laughs> um, so uh, one time we went to uh, Houston to visit my aunt, and my mom left her car unlocked because that's what she does uh, and she got some stuff stolen out of out of her car yeah um so yes it is very much a mentality in the country to just like who who's who's gonna steal my stuff i'll just and you also have like kids running around like just go out to the truck and get me my screwdriver or whatever i don't know so even having grown up in that environment you still don't know anyone who keeps their keys in the visor no I've known you keep your keys on you. You just leave the thing unlocked. I I've known a couple of people who will just straight up leave the key in the ignition. Okay. And um, I know my parents specifically would have a hide a key somewhere on the truck. Um, Like in the bed of the truck, there's usually like a little um, this. I'm doing the motion like people can see this. (laughs) Like you're pressing a button. Um, like underneath the rim of the. The rim of the... Uh, With the wheel well. Not the wheel well. The actual Inside. bed of the truck okay. that has the walls that come up, you know? Okay. There's a ledge at the top of that. Oh, I see what you're so, saying. So, like, underneath there, they would stick a hide-a-key so that yes. if if we did accidentally lock the keys in the car or if, you know, one of us needed to use the truck and couldn't find the keys or whatever, mm-hmm. there would be a key in the hide-a-key. So that, to me, that was more common than putting the keys in the visor. Bad idea. You know, um, I enjoy hiking and biking and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. And before my knees betrayed me, I liked running. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is a terrible habit that runners have. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to run carrying a key. Like, that's, you know, you don't want to have anything in your pockets or your body. A bike is pretty easy because you can just, you know... There's uh, usually little compartments you can, you know, you can stick keys in. But runners and hikers will sometimes just leave. I was like, I was bending down to like tie a shoe and I look over to the car. I was in a parking lot of a, you know, of a big, um, a big park. And I look over and someone, they, runners will sometimes leave their car key on top of one of their tires. That seems very dangerous. It's really easy to find and steal your car, Mr. or Mrs. Runner. See, I would just take, like, my house key and my car key, and then I would just stick them in my sports bra. That's what I would do. Well, they're going to jangle around and scratch you. It's going to get irritating. There's uh, a lot of padding there. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your boobs. Okay, I have another question. Yes, ma'am. Where did the guns come from? So... Uh, Okay, yeah. So, Arnold Terminator (laughs) takes 
um, uh, Catherine and John to the mausoleum where Sarah Connor's body is, well, at least her coffin. Yeah. And they bust open the coffin, and there's guns everywhere. That was creepy, okay. right? Was that, was that, that was a creepy a little moment? creepy. I thought it might be like her skeleton or something. I don't and know. And she'd probably be like, 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 like the Terminator has like necromancer powers, and like they can... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We will now have an army of dead to protect us from the machines. I'd watch that movie. Go ahead. So then um the cops show up. Right. Somebody shows up. So right. there um Arnold is bulletproof. So no problem there. Right. But how do we get John out? Right. Cuz uh Catherine's still locked in the back of the truck, right? Right. So he puts No, she's um, she's with them. Well, then how do they both get out? She runs out, remember? She runs out as soon as the Fury oh, goes in. Oh, that's right. She runes out, and then Silver, Professor, or Dr. Oh, Silverman. The, Silverman. Yeah, the um, the psychiatrist from the last movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so Arnold puts John in the coffin. Right. Now, I haven't been to too many funerals, but it seems like it's kind of a tight fit once you put a person many, in there. How many cact, uh, cactus? <laughs> how many caskets have you crawled into, though? So, see how I'm just moving past well, that? Well, there could be space. I have a point. <laughs> there could be enough space in there for both John and some guns. It's going to be uncomfortable because he's going to have to lay on top of guns. So... He carries him out right. in the coffin with a gun he's holding. With a mini gun. With a mini gun. And <laughs> puts him in the back of a hearse this time, I think. Sure, right? Sure, as you do. And then somehow there are more guns. Like, you can't fit a person and that many guns. Like, okay, maybe he had a, a rifle or a shotgun or a machine. Like, one gun. Okay, I will grant you one gun. Okay. But they had multiple guns. Well, I just want to know where they came from besides the magical magic action movie fairy that magically supplies new guns whenever needed. I recognize that's an action movie thing. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, Even for a robot to carry a... Like, what's the maximum load that the, that the T-100... T-1000? T one thousand. I thought no, was the liquid that, that's, metal one. Yeah, that's the liquid metal one. Anyway. This one is TX. The oh, the lady the one, the femme fatale, <laughs> Terminator. She's great. That's a great. Terminator. And also, what was the? Oh, I had a point. Oh, sorry. I had a point. I was trying to make. Yeah. How much can Arnold really? You know, can the robot, the Terminator, really hold? Like, that's a lot of weight. All those. Presumably all those guns and mm-hmm. John and a casket and a minigun. And the casket, which was about what which is what I was about to say, is what kind of material is it made of that the cops can shoot at it and it doesn't go through like it's not a wooden casket, clearly. Why would you make a bulletproof casket? The person inside's already dead. <laughs> right. Unless Sarah anticipated that and was mm. like, Maybe John'll need to crawl in here one day. Maybe only keep enough guns in here that it will provide a place to maybe, hide John. Maybe there was a false bottom in the thing. But no, because they pulled it out and it was just chock full of guns. Right, when they opened it up. I, I just have a lot of questions about that. Well, maybe they did a Mythbusters where they filled <laughs> up a casket filled with all the guns. 
You could grab all those guns. I mean, they lined them all up at the at the campsite next to the camper, the RV. Mm-hmm. After, before they steal the RV and leave a random family stranded in the wilderness. <laughs> with prob- no, 2003, they had cell phones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, incidentally, when, when they did that scene where Arnold's holding the casket... Now, even for an actual super strong guy... That's ridiculous mm-hmm. to even hold an empty casket and uh-huh. a gun. Usually so, it requires six people. I mean, not trying to be funny, but yeah, you usually have six pallbearers. So he held it up on his shoulder the way, uh, you know, maybe Grandmaster Flash would hold <laughs> uh, a large radio. Okay. I think you mean a boombox. A boombox, if you will. Yes. Uh, they had a crane Shut on the, the hell side. up. You're, no, I'm... Shut t- the hell up. You can look this up. <laughs> I listened to the... It's on the commentary track uh, for Terminator 3. Yeah, they actually have a crane and they um, they just, you know, erased, digitally erased the, uh, the cable hmm. coming up from it. And if you look at it, it's like swaying. It's like... Just barely sitting on his shoulder. It's not really on his shoulder. I noticed it looked a little weird, but I'm like... That's why. (laughs) He's holding a casket and shooting people. I don't have a whole lot of time to to process this. Well, yeah, that's why when it comes to how many guns were really in the casket, it's like, this is all bananas already. So, like... This movie is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Okay, let's not... We want we want someone to finish listening to this podcast. I mean, somebody, yeah. <laughs> Can I talk to you about the prophet's dilemma? The prophet's dilemma. Okay. Okay. Here's the prophet's dilemma. Let's say a robotic greyhound comes back from the future. Okay. And we learn a horrible. We learn something horrible. We learn that the world's going to end. The robot greyhounds are going to take over because we haven't been giving. Our current real greyhounds enough treats. Okay. okay. So is um does the robot dog speak English or is Pippet translating for us? Yeah, Pippet translates for so us. So how do we know that she just doesn't want more treats? How do we know there's a real threat? Pippet is sort of like the Sarah Connor in this. Okay. In this I gotcha. story, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm with you now. So she has a protector, like a real haggard, you know, greyhound that comes back and goes. Ruff, ruff. They don't bark. But anyway, they, really they, would, they communicate <laughs> with each other. So anyway, so Pippet is now a prophet, right? She, the, she knows just, what's happening in the future. Right. Okay. Let's just say that for however they do it, they communicate. <laughs> <laughs> they communicate. By the way, we need all the humans to be feeding lots of treats. To, yes. To all the greyhounds, or they will rebel and make a greyhound robot army that will destroy the world. Yes. So, Pippet launches this campaign with our help. Mm-hmm. I, I make a website. Okay. Okay. No uh, <laughs> Facebook group. Sure. Yeah. And we just say, oh, here we develop a recipe for a great greyhound treat, and all the greyhounds in the world are... Uh, have the amount of treats that they need and that they, in the future, they don't destroy the world, they don't make a robot army because Pippet said, oh my gosh, the world's going to end, the world's going to end. Now, Pippet 
seems like she's had a break with reality. She's right. She appears to be crazy. It's like the world was never going to end. But yeah, like, no. like just like I did, where I'm like, uh, she just wants to get more treats. Right. This thing about the future is crap. Right. Okay. So this happens to Sarah Connor. She literally gets locked up. So it's uh, it's no fun being the being the prophet because true. If you don't act, the world that the world may end. If you act, you're going to be called crazy. Right. And. You know, there's really not a hero. Like to be a to be a prophet and stop something terrible from happening. There's not uh, there's not a lot of glory in that. I can see that. Hmm. You know something that I want to see. Yes. I want to see a Terminator Data buddy cop movie. <laughs> Data from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Obviously, we need to talk about Star Trek in this. So, I mean, can you, like, Arnold's the brawn, Data's the brains. <laughs> they would be an unstoppable team, but they're both working on their humor. So, like, <laughs> like the miscommunications and the misunderstandings and the, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, that would make for the good buddy cop, the buddy part of it, where the cop <laughs> would be the brains and bronze, the good cop, bad cop, right. that kind of thing. Data would definitely be the good cop. Termidata. Datanator. 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 There it is. Everybody mm. wins. <laughs> now, data, now, here's the thing, though. When you said Terminator and Data, the first thing I thought, because I'm a boy, the first thing I thought of was, who wins in a fight? <laughs> Well, yeah, because Data's really strong, but is he Terminator strong? Terminator and is so he's strong. bulletproof, too. Data is bulletproof. He is bulletproof. So, yeah, it'd be one of those, like, when you try to put the two wrong ends of a magnet together and they're just not going to... Yeah. <laughs> it would be like that sort of a fight. So, note to John, when he next does the Sci-Fighters <laughs> for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Ooh. podcast... I would like a discussion of Data versus Terminator. And then Data Terminator, Data-nator, buddy cop movie. Nice. I love it. There were, the things that I thought were kind of forced, but also sort of campy and funny was the, was the not quite references to previous movies. Like, she'll be back instead of I'll be back. Or he says, I'm back. Mm-hmm. And, like, John at one point says, do you want to live? Come with me or something like that. Get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, wh- it's a perfect opportunity to, to, to you, you put out your, because it's a Terminator movie. You put out your hand and you say, come, come with, with me, me if, if you, you want to live. live. That's so great. So I feel like they were trying to be like, okay, we know we did it in the first two movies. So maybe it's, like, a little cliche. But we also want to be, like, wink wink you know what we're you know what we're doing here so that was also kind of the like it made me sort of like huh i see what they did there well it's kind of the pro we'll see this in other threes that we watch like the third movie what do you do like you can't they kind of made the same movie over again with terminator 3 right for all intents and purposes it's kind of Terminator 2. I mean, there's a chase, there's a 
a, a way better Terminator who's out to get us. There's mm-hmm. chase aspects. It it's a little different, obviously. They had a really, I mean, in an action movie, I would expect it. So I'm not like, oh god, it was super long. But they had a really long uh, chase sequence. And a really you mean the long... one with the crane? With the crane? Yes, yes. I love that chase scene so much. That was so much fun to watch. And then, like, an explosion sequence <laughs> where just stuff was exploding for, like, five minutes straight. And I'm like, this is excessive, but I'm totally here for it. This is exactly <laughs> what I expect from a Terminator movie. And I'm just going to watch things blow up. As long as nobody got hurt, I'm cool with it. It's like if you're watching Planet of the Apes, and you're like, well, there are a lot of apes in this movie. It was like, well, you knew that. <laughs> it's, there's a planet of <laughs> you them. You <laughs> knew that there would be a planet of apes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, when the, when the crane... Oh, my gosh. That, that sequence where the, the crane is following the fire truck? or Wait, or is that backwards? I don't even remember. Oh, it was so ridiculous. The, the Terminatrix is in the, is in the crane. Uh-huh. And... And uh, Arnold's in the uh, fire truck, but then she like she, she gets the crane the crane arm moving and and like s- scoops him up like he's now on the end of the in the bucket or whatever. The, it's like a hook, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. and then she swings it around and crashes into it like levels a building with Arnold. So ridiculous! So oh, ridiculous! So much fun. But yeah, it was like. One of the one of the splats was a little too like cartoon splatty, which kind of took me out of it. Is that when he actually uh, originally smacks right into the fire truck? Maybe I immediately thought of Wiley e. Coyote running into the tunnel painted <laughs> on the rock. Uh, I believe that's called Trumploy. It's called what? Trumploy. I don't get it. Uh, Trumploy is when you paint something. In such realistic, and the perspective is right, where it looks like it's a blank wall, but it looks like there's a tunnel. Oh, I see. Trump is, uh, sometimes it'll look, there'll be a flat piece of paper, or a flat board, and it'll look like there's a duck hanging there. But it's not really a duck hanging there. It's fool, I think it means to fool, Trump means to fool the eye, or eye fooler, something like that. Mm. Gotcha. Anyway. Do you have more items, or are you oh, ready you for a Bechdel test? You don't want to get off track real quick, or? <laughs> I do have one. I do have one. I do have one more thing. Okay. So, this movie came out in two thousand three, mm-hmm. and I remember driving around when I lived in Parma, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I remember driving around and passing Parma Theater, which mm-hmm. is no, which is no longer there, unfortunately. Okay. Uh. Is by Ridge and Snow Road in Parma. <laughs> anyway, Parma Theater was a dollar theater. Mm-hmm. I don't even think dollar theaters exist anymore, right? I don't know. We used to have a dollar theater near our and near our house as well. That was so cool. And by near, like, I mean like twenty minutes. I mean, they were like just it, very depressing as a movie theater goes. Right. But it's a dollar. Right. It's exactly. A dollar. We can't watch anything for a dollar now. Well, you know, walk into a place and want. Anyway, uh, so I drove by the Parma Theater, and Terminator 3 was one of the movies, you know. Mm-hmm. It was obviously, you know, which means it was already out of the regular theaters. So uh, by this point, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger had won the governorship. So he was governor. I forgot about that. I he mean, was, I knew he was governor. I didn't realize it he was. He was governor, and the, his movie was still in the theater. Wow. <laughs> wow. So weird. Oh, I did think of one other thing I wanted to say was yes. I was kind of um I was kind of conflicted at the end of this movie because um Catherine's dad, the military guy, is dying. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, Tell us how to turn off the computer or stop the rise of the machines and he's like, Yeah, go here and there and do this thing and yeah. When they get there, yeah. it's actually a bunker because he wanted to save at least his daughters, maybe not the, you know, John's, he doesn't even know him, but wanted to save his daughter's life from what he knew was about to happen. Right. But tells them, "Oh, I'm send- I'm sending you to save the world," but really he's just sending them to a safe place. Yeah, how does he It was done in such an inter- a really well-written way, right? Cuz John goes, "That's where the core is," or that, you know, that's yeah. where the and he goes, that's your only hope, something like that. Yeah, so he doesn't, he lies by omission, I guess. Right, like it's literally your only hope, mm-hmm. but not for the thing you just asked me. <laughs> but it's like, you don't, like you see all the old computers, so you're like, okay, maybe this is like a, an old, and then you have that, I had the moment of realization as Catherine was having the moment of realization, like, this isn't. We're not supposed to be here. This is this is something different than what he told us. Yeah. So, I mean, that was very noble of him to do that, but it wasn't what I was expecting. I expected that at the end they would be trying to disarm the computer to save the world and fail. It was, it was certainly an interesting ending. Like, as an as an unexpected ending. Yes. Not unlike Planet of the Apes. <laughs> uh, to dovetail back. Um, what was the other we thing? can't do that movie for this show because we've both seen it. We should find someone who hasn't seen it. We should. <laughs> so if you're listening and you have not seen Planet of the Apes, <laughs> please get in touch with us. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, that that space was so fascinating. Like I lo- the at the very end, the bunker, because you had here's the place where the president can make. In a dress, if that's possible. So right. It, and it's all set up already. Like, so it's all ready to go. Because that was the the attitude of in the 1950s was we need to, in a, in a moment's notice, you know, get going with, you know, trying to figure out how to defend ourselves against, you know, nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Preserve, um, preserve the government, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and save as much whatever you can and address you know be able to convey to whoever's left you know <clears throat> it reminded me a lot of the the design of like the like the UN yeah like it was futuristic and modern for the time and now you look at it and you're like yeah that looks pretty dated now mm-hmm. so Bechtel test I'm just, can't, can't could not have passed so <laughs> When T right before TX shows up at the animal hospital, um, that old lady. The reason Catherine was there was because that old lady had called to be like, "Oh, my dog has pneumonia or whatever." Cat. My cat has pneumonia. Hercules. So, no, it says Catherine Brewster and Betsy exchange a brief conversation when Betsy brings her dog into the vet's office because she thinks it has pneumonia. 
Not cat. Dog. Is the dog and not a cat? It's a dog. I've seen this movie like a zillion friggin' times. Well, I mean, this is according to the Bechdel Test website, so they might be wrong. No, what I'm saying is I'm I'm super stupid, and this is uh, an indication of that. <laughs> so, anyway, Catherine wow. and Betsy, like, oh, Betsy, you know, you can't be calling about every little thing or whatever she says. So... So, oh no, she says like, oh, you really have to come back some other time. I thought he said, I thought she said hairball. Oh, I know what a hairball sounds like. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So why would a dog get a hairball? I guess a dog would get a hairball. I don't know. That's a good point. Are you looking it up? And it's not one of those, I need to be right. I'm just like, I'm very confused because I thought for sure she said, (laughs) I thought for sure she said hairball. And I thought for sure she said cat. Uh, yeah. Betsy phoned Catherine Brewster and came with her pet Hercules, who became ill. Blah, blah, blah. It's a cat. I mean, this is according Wait, to her, oh, Terminator TerminatorFandom.com. Oh, okay. Rel- <laughs> and Bet- Betsy's relationships, the only relationship we have here is uh, she has Hercules, her pet cat. <laughs> Well, I stand corrected. I was just going by the Bechtel test website. Dear Bechtel test people, I am outraged. <laughs> so, how can we believe anything you say? I mean, sometimes they are wrong, or sometimes I disagree with their rating. Well, yeah, that's. But that's different from getting a fact wrong, though. <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not really upset. So, has your opinion changed since? I mean, you've seen it a million times. Do you still yeah, feel the same way about it? The Well, I still think it's very, very fun. But I don't like... I don't love what they did to the... the like I, like I mentioned earlier, I don't... I, that's new to me. The, the, the idea of like, hey, you did kind of screw up the, the sort of legacy. Mm-hmm. By saying, no, Judgment Day was definitely always going to happen. Like, you can't... Like, that's a bummer to me, and I don't I don't like that. I don't like the idea that, um, nope, it was always going to be... It was always going to... As I get older, I... I have more and more of a, of a problem with, like, dystopian, you know, fatalistic things. Mm. Like, when I was 12, like... When I was 12, and, um, like, the, the comic books, Walking Dead, mm-hmm. if those came out when I was 12, oh my gosh, I'd be so into it. Mm-hmm. You know? Cool drawings and cool, you know, uh, zombies and end-of-the-world stuff. I just loved it. Now as I'm getting older, I'm like, that's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. I don't want to think about stuff like that anymore. Like, Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it bums me out a little bit more, this movie. Mm. Still fun, though. Oh, I, hey, Virginia? Yeah. Uh, it's Virginia, right? Yes. Hey, uh, are there any pop culture references you now understand? Um, not, not any that I didn't already get from the first two movies. Um, like we talked about a little earlier, they did little variations on, like, the famous... I'll be back and come with me if you want to live. 
Yeah. Um, but I can't think of anything special about like this particular Terminator that either the movie or like the Terminator TX mm-hmm. that yeah nothing nothing particular springs springs out to me jumps out to me yeah I mean it's the third movie but it's not like we have the equivalent of like a job of the hut it's not there's not something in this third installment that's so ridiculously different right yeah and interesting yes um, as for the movie being different with today's technology, well, in movie making terms, we'll probably see when we go see Dark Fate in a couple of weeks or whenever. They did a really good job, I think, for 2003. I mean, even now, like, you look at the that plasma weapon that the Terminatrix had. Oh, yeah. Like, the way it, like... Um, Movement was difficult. Like a, any kind of quick movements were hard to be. It was hard to do something quick and have realism, uh, realism mm-hmm. in CGI. So they were careful to be like, it's a slow burn to get the yeah okay. to get my weapon up. And plus, it added to um, it added to the drama a little bit too. Like, okay, can they make it to the car before she gets her her weapon like powered up and right. So, but I don't know. I. I look at that now and I think, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Or when she kind of like melts into that um, that uh, um, that collider. Oh right. The, yeah, the that atom was smasher good. or whatever. When she's all like face melting into the side, that's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was how how quaint was it when she when she gets a she she breaks into the computer system by using like a modem sound. <laughs> She I got, forgot about that. She gets on the horn and she goes. Oh. <laughs> 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 haven't heard that sound in a really long time. There, there are actually adults who probably have never heard that sound. <laughs> they don't know our pain. That's true. Like you could get, you could get high speed internet like in 1999, depending on where you lived. True. Not to brag. Um, so, or probably before also, but I know I personally had it in 1999. Do you have anything else to discuss? I do not. So that about wraps it up. You can find us on a bunch of platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. You can find a lot of other great shows there, so check those out. And as for us, just go to waityouneverseen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows that we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching Halloween 3. The season of the witch. Oh no. Must be the season of the witch. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Hi, this is Shane. What? I don't know. I just got the giggles all of a sudden. Okay, Okay, sorry. Hello.